Good morning, good morning. It's Tiffany here on the Fit Talk podcast, coming to you live from beautiful San Diego, California, out of the Wellness Center of Holistic Hands. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to be sitting at my desk. This is my second Facebook Live, and I'm just trying it out, and I have some nice friends, a small group as I'm building up the Fit Podcast group, and um, what we're moving forward in with more interviews, more live interaction, and I'm just going for it. I've joined some groups on Facebook. I'm learning how to do it, and anyone who knows me knows me well enough that I just jump in and make mistakes along the way. So it's good to be here. It's good to be back um, on the radio. A lot of things going on. I've been inspired. I'm going to mention a lot of people today. I'm going to talk about a lot of people today. And uh, I'm going to talk about some very serious topics um, in the order of, I got a new producer. Hello. His name is Kyle. I've known this man since he was a wee child, and he's going to be my producer on the show, help me with uh, music uploads, interview, um, appoint making. I'm just excited. So we were supposed to be here. He should be here any moment and uh, help me at least introduce and get some stuff going. So I'm really excited about it because I'm going to get some help getting some things in order as I uh, move forward because we're going to start doing some on location. So I am working towards these tattoo artists introducing the Fat Cat Tattoo Line and some other things we're going to talk about through Holistic Hands. And so I had this kind of clever idea, blessed enough, and we're going to start going to tattoo studios and interviewing one-on-one these tattoo artists in motion and be able to talk about um, what the science is behind it, what's going on, why do people love tattoos? This is kind of neat. And how Fat Cat Tattoo Care is actually helping a lot of people out. And we'll continue as we work more with uh, tattoo artists. So that's that. Producer, that's that. Now updates. Hospice. I would like to talk a lot about hospice today because it's so interesting how we view death and how we view the dying process and caretaking as a loved one for the person who is dying and the process of death and what happens after death, the body and being involved as a hospice care provider, touch therapist, and now loved one supporter. Um, Hospice is a beautiful, beautiful thing, and I am learning it's not for everyone. And uh, I want to talk about that. Then we're going to talk about updates. And how about a GPS lifestyle coach? How about a weight release partner? How about someone who can help you mentally strategize for you to get all that you need out of your business, out of your family relations, out of your friendships? What if you had a GPS person that can keep you on the map with you leading the way in your own style of motivation to um, get to all your dreams that you want to make happen? Well, I have met such a person and um, eventually we're going to have that interview. I want to talk about how my first initial intake with him was life-changing, unbelievable life-changing. So we're going to briefly talk about that. 
And then we're going to talk about part two of heavy metal toxicity. So I found in the archives five years ago, this um, series that I started about flipping the switch in wellness and how it took me about two years to finally get to the bottom of this misery I was living in, which happened to be um, heavy metal toxicity and lead poisoning. And um, I'm going to talk about that and part two and actually just almost go verbatim from a report from a naturopathic doctor from um, a summit that was done a couple years back. So we're going to review that because that is still very relevant information. So in style mode, as we uh, move forward, I can't wait to add like music and take little commercial breaks. <laughs> how are we going to do that on live Facebook? Do, how are we going to do that? Anyway, I might play around today <laughs> because I, I like uh, I like music. I'm feeling kind of like we need some music. <laughs> okay, let's get started. Get your notepad, get your cup of coffee, get your tea, whatever it needs, whatever you need, your water. I got both right here. Take a moment to get those materials because you're going to want to write down some information. <clears throat> you're going to want to follow up on some of this and and uh, who knows what where it's going to take you on your journey because we all have a story. We all have a journey and we need a synergistic group of resources that can help us on that journey. And so I want to say that Fit Talk Radio and Fit Talk Podcast is about fearless in transformation and being fearless in transformation is being able to step out and admit you got a problem and reach out for the people that'll help you get to the answers. And so that's what I am. I'm your little resource to get you those answers and to help you admit that these are the places that you need support. So I'm excited. Let's get started. Hospice 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 is a very interesting thing and a couple weeks ago i had to fly out to nebraska to be at the bedside of my mom whose name is cindy she did not birth me but she is indeed my mom and she has been an incredible woman i met cindy I met mom when I was like 22 years old. I was living up in San Luis Obispo and I was just starting my life out very independent. And I ran off to the central coast of California to prove all my family wrong that I could actually do it. And I basically ran away from home. I think I was like 20, 19, 20 and was up in San Francisco, went to school there and then came back down and went up to San Luis Obispo. And San Luis Obispo is where I met Cindy. And I was this little rec director for uh, entertainment for the adults and kids of this RV resort in Pismo Beach. Awesome place. I love my times in San Luis Obispo. San Luis Obispo. And then you have a Royal Grande. I lived in a Royal Grande. I'm a small town country girl at heart. And so I lived in this cool little house behind a house. And um, there was like three different families that lived and all of us were different and eclectic and cool. And they, they totally supported me and they knew I was just this young woman lost 
<laughs> and they'd have tri-tip in the backyard barbecuing. And John in the front was a truck driver and he'd come and go for weeks. And then they'd see me in the middle of my blinds drawn. And <laughs> I was hiding in my little apartment, watching TV and smoking joints and eating, you know, <laughs> surviving <laughs> in between my little work. And I didn't really know very many people. So I was independent. They come knock on my door, get out of there, come have some try tip, come sit around the fire. <laughs> I loved it. And I would, we had a great time. It was great, really, really great. They helped me a lot. Super good people. And so I met mom. She was a finance director there at the resort. And um, she took me under her wing. And one weekend she said, I need you to come clean my house. I'm getting ready for an event. I said, sure, I'll make some extra cash. So I went over to her house, helped her clean her house. And all of a sudden she started teaching me about catering. I need some help with the icing. And can you help me arrange this? And next thing you know, I'm making platters and help icing cakes and different cool things. And then come back in a couple of weeks. I got some gardening for you to do. I don't know how to garden. Don't matter. Next thing you know, I'm learning gardening. Next thing you know, I'm doing this, that, or the other. And next thing you know, she's just teaching me about life indirectly. We're having a good time. And I just fell in love with her. And she just fell in love with me and Mike. And I called them both my mom and dad. And they were just great people. Had great extended family, Shaw Marie. And actually, she lives in San Diego and we're close now. Anyway, years go by, what, over 20 years, over 25 years, actually. And so, yeah, 25 years. So she gets ill and she uh, gets really ill. And I just had a feeling that I needed to go to Nebraska. And I did. And I was able to be by her side. And I was able to help her with the hospice process because that's what I do. I'm a comfort touch and I am an integrative massage healing practice where I can go to the bedside of those that are in their dying stages and hopefully uh, relax them enough to put them in the space to send them home. And I have been with quite a few people that I have been able to support um, in their dying process. And let me just say, there's a lot of similarities and then it's all individual. It is such a solo journey and it is such an individual, very intense journey because their life literally goes before them. And there is so much that is entailed with the body in the dying process. And, I absolutely love to support their process. I just, I'm there for them. And no, I can't do it for them, but I can certainly hold their hand. And it's a fearful process for a lot of people. So I come with this knowledge, plus the way the body breaks down and the releasing of the, and the, and, and the atrophy of the organs and the releasing of the gases and the lack of appetite and, and just the, 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 the deterioration that takes place in life in process for death is, is also a very interesting process that I have experienced and witnessed because I've gone through three years of a process of somebody on hospice where I've been able to see them pretty, pretty vital. And then obviously go all the way down to hours before. Um, I have not been with people in their actual dying moments, um, only a couple. And I am grateful. And I believe there was a reason for that because I can take them to a point. And then uh, as a human being, that, that is, 
there comes an intervention of the true spirit and God and it comes in and there's just something that transpires. And I'm actually grateful that I have not seen most of my clients in their last breaths. Couple hours before, yes. Half an hour before, yes. But that last breath hopefully has been with those that needed to be around them or in who they needed to be with. Uh, that was not my and ha is not part of my journey as a hospice provider. I have accepted that and I'm grateful for that. And that happened in this case with mom. And I was up to, we were, I was able to support her. And, you know, if you're the type of person who's not comfortable taking care of people at the bedside in a hospital, let's say you can't wash the eyes out or you can't, you know, swab the mouth with water, please be okay with that. Um, I have seen people struggle with their inability to be hands-on caring. It's not for everyone. And I understand that and all care providers who can do that understand that. And I think I speak for all of us when I tell you to don't fret, D be okay with the fact that it's not your ability or your role to be hands-on and caring for someone who is very ill or in the hospital or you don't even have to be dying you know some people just don't want to be near it I mean I see it all the time and that's okay that's okay what is what is your role when you're visiting the hospital room is between you and the loved one and those who can do that other role just step right in non-judgmentally and um, that's the beauty of um, care providing for people um, that don't belong to us or from us that we can just serve and we have a role we really do have a role so um I call it an honor. It's an honor for me to um, be able to be of such service. And so I was able to be with mom and I was able to help her and swab her and take care of her and, and um, hold her and release her fears and, and, and give her steps along the way. And so she had a beautiful, beautiful passing and it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. And I do have to say, and I say this with all seriousness, that there is definitely a 3 o'clock hour. There is definitely a reckoning time with all these spirits and energies that you have had terms with on earth that you have to have a time with. And so... When I say that there is a spiritual battle and there is a spiritual something else happening, I say that with the most confidence. Call me crazy. I don't care because it really, really is very uh, real. And I have seen people stand and, and do some amazing spiritual work and um work internally as they release out, making amends, uh, uh, letting go, giving forgiveness, asking for forgiveness. That's why you have your bedtime moments. That's why you have those people that wait for that person to show up. It's real. And those who are not able to show up, I've seen have invisible conversations and closures in the spirit. 
which means the person that they're actually possibly having closure with is still alive and maybe in Nantucket and you are in El Cajon and you are still having that astral conversation. I have absolutely witnessed it and believe that it was a moment of clarity and closure for the person who was passing, who did not have the ability to have that formal closure. Totally awesome, right? Totally awesome. So what I um, want to add is that in hospice care and in the loving process of helping your loved one have closure on their life and move ahead, I encourage you to be as well okay in your own process, to be okay with the dying process of them and your grieving process with them here on earth still. Take that healing time, grieve that time, even while they're even while they're there. Own your stuff, own your sadness. Not necessarily having to pull on them to stay alive, but that you can release yours to either release your gratitude or your remorse. Whatever it is, um, they still have a journey that they have to follow. And we as loved ones have also a journey that we have to follow as they pass on. So it's always good to have closure with all people involved, right? It's a beautiful thing. So I'm grateful for my experience. Um, I'm grateful and I'm, um, it's really interesting because I miss my mom, but I don't miss my mom. I already know she's like in this amazing place. I already know her story is good. I already know she's an angel. I already know she's around. I already know those things. So that gives me like comfort and joy. And I just kind of move along and, and I miss her and I'm going to miss her. But when, when I, um, but I'm actually really okay. I'm not grievous of her because I had that time with her. So it's awesome. Awesome. Let's move on. I want to talk about updates of the journey walk of weight release. So does anyone out there have cortisol overload called adrenal fatigue? Raise your hand or tap your radio. <laughs> Anyone else out there? <laughs> I'm going to try going live on Facebook. I'm going to try. I'm going to see if I'm going live here. Am I going live? Go live. Am I going live? Two, one. I'm going live here. <laughs> All right. Welcome back to Fit Talk Podcast. Tiffany Nelling here, your host. And today... We are going to get into a couple of cool topics. I just talked about hospice care, and now I'm live on Facebook Live, and this is my second video of recording, and already live on my Anchor and Blog Talk Radio on Fit Talk Podcast, and excited to try a live stream. So I wanted to talk about a couple of updates we're going to talk about heavy metals 
and I wanted to talk about the weight release and the cortisol and how that is going. So again, raise your hand or tap your computer if you have heard of cortisol overload or adrenal fatigue. Adrenal fatigue and cortisol overload are one and the same. Adrenal fatigue is because cortisol surging and surging taxes the adrenal glands that sit on top of the kidneys. And they go back and forth and surge back and forth and you get drained. Cortisol overload does all kinds of things to the body in a negative aspect. One of which will make your lymphatic and your tissue literally swell. Swells because it's, it slows down insulin. So the insulin resistance and you get this uh, swelling in the joints. It slows down the lymphatic system. And it's really interesting because cortisol is just an acidic, strange, strange hormone. It causes premature grain. It causes all kinds of different things that are really interesting. It causes more facial hair with women. It causes more um, actual hormone of estrogen in men, which can cause more flatulence and adipose and lipo and breasts. Okay, lots of things that it kind of compiles in. And so for me, I was having foggy brain, all kinds of mental sluggishness, um, undersleeping, um, craving the wrong foods, just all kinds of things associated with this hormone imbalance. And that's what happens. You get this incredible imbalance um, on so many different levels. So when you have a hormone imbalance, it makes you choose the wrong foods. And as a result, it makes you think the wrong thoughts. And next thing you know, you have an imbalance of the body, mind, and the spirit, right? All thanks to hormones. Really interesting, which is why we need to stay in touch with our endocrine system and really get to know our thyroid. We got to fall in love with the thyroid. So here I am doing this stuff. And I met this and I've been doing some weight release and I still am part of these things. And you guys know before I had released 55 pounds and 55 pounds stayed off and then Papa and I got enmeshed with this Alzheimer's and I moved in with him and helped more with that. And so three years now I've been, um, in fact, there's Papa buzzing me right now. I have um, totally lost track of myself, right? And so I put on 30 pounds. And so I here I am, 30 pounds heavier, all the knowledge of the 55 pounds from behind, and then had an ND appointment and was told, of course, cortisol. No wonder. She says, there's not a celery stick in the world you can munch on and think you're going to lose weight by having cortisol and adrenal fatigue syndrome. You're just not in the weight loss mode. You are chemically incapable of it right now. And it made sense, right? So even in this weight release that I've done, so I'm down 13 pounds, but I still feel swollen. And I still feel thick and I'm frustrated because the scale says I'm down, but I don't feel like I'm thinner. 
<laughs> you know that feeling when you just feel a little trimmer. Um, I don't feel it. And so I'm wondering what the what's going on here, right? So as I continue on more, of course, it's that cortisol. It's that, it, you know, the nurses, you know how you nurses know you could be trim. You know, you're eating the right foods. You know, you're doing those things, but you still feel thick, tight. And it's just that it's that hormone that wreaks havoc and makes everything just sort of swell up and react because it's a it's a very it's a stimulant overstimulating hot acidic thing in the body and our body just goes into inflammatory exactly inflammatory reactive mode and that's where we reside fighting off this hormone that just keeps pumping and pumping and then we eat sugar and that keeps pumping and pumping and pituitary gland goes we keep pumping and pumping so the cycle can continue so no more of that so very 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 cool when you can release weight and have strange conditions and out of alignment conditions like adrenal fatigue. You can have enough energy to do minimal exercise when you feel absolutely exhausted. And when you are doing such activities, it is because you are making the mental choices and decisions to take those steps, to actually eat that right food, take the supplements at the right time that will synthesize with the system that you need. It takes diligence. It takes consistency. It takes extreme discipline. And when you don't feel good, none of those things I just mentioned is attractive or rarely handled, right? When you're just down, you're down. And you just have a hard time. And those, my friends, the consistency, the discipline, and the forward motion steps is absolutely what's necessary to get out of where you are, to get out of it. So I met this incredible company gentleman. I think it's Skin Nutrition. His name is Jay. And he comes from this nutrition GPS slash um, sports coach. He, he's a fitness coach. He's someone who helps you model that lifestyle of which you need to live optimally and then helps GPS your journey. Pretty cool, right? He doesn't do it for you, but he helps map your course and then you take the steps, right? So I had this incredible intake and it was a um, Zoom style and it was just a simple, how do you do it? How, where are you? What are the choices? Now coming from a background that I have come from, he was sitting with me and it was really great because he was sitting with me professionally and he knew I knew a lot of what we were talking about. But what I was lacking, which is where he could help me, was my ability to stay consistent and keep a mental dedication to it. 
It's my was it's all about my mental capacity towards the goals of taking care of me. And so I was authentic and honest and really came forward in talking about those things that I need to succeed. And they all came down to me doing for me. I'm a caretaker for my dad. Um, he has Alzheimer's. I'm a, um, a mom to my kids. And I, I'm also a practitioner and provider of health and choices for my clients. So I do a lot of caretaking. And what I was explaining to Jay was, it's amazing how I can rush out and skip my lunch to go give dad a sandwich and his B12 mix for his water, but not take that time to serve myself a lunch and do the same thing for me because now I ran out of time and I have my next client and it's time for me, but va-boom, then I forgot all of it. But then I'll run home and at eight o'clock at night, you know, I'm macking it because I'm starving and making wrong decisions. And then I just pass out, right? I mean, bad. You see the cycle continue. And what that cycle was starting with is where I was neglecting myself. And so Mr. J was helping me realize those things that, you know, um, it's an identity issue if you can't see yourself of importance. It's it's a security. It's an insecurity issue if you're not willing to look at the importance of my own health in life. I'm as good as who I am. If I if I collapse, who's going to give Dad the sandwich and the B12 drink? I don't know. I got to hire him. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I heard it loud and clear. So I got it loud and clear, and that was amazing. And since then, let me just tell you, first of all, just admitting what it was, oh, my gosh, it's like I shed this, this bloat, and I feel like lighter. It's really strange. The scale hasn't moved. But I feel like thinner. It's really interesting. Just from that meeting, and then I did this first live Facebook post where I talked about my feelings. <laughs> I'm telling you, I actually feel better.